the only power that we have, the only strength that we have, and the only ability that we have is today. A person says, I want to change my life. So what do you do to change your life? The only way to change your life is to change today. You can't change yesterday. You can't change a week ago because it's not there anymore. And you can't control the future because the future is not here anymore. So if you want to change your life, that's what's so exciting about this moment and today as Sunday is that you can, not, not only that you can, this is the only thing that a person can change is today. And when you change today, when you change this moment and you change however you want to be today, as we've said many times, don't have a great day. Having a great day is, is relying on somebody else. But to create the day that you want to create, that's changing my life. I want to change my life, so I'm going to change what I do this morning. I'm going to change what I do this afternoon. I'm going to change what I do this evening. That's how I change my life. Now, the biggest Yitzhahara, I would say, probably the biggest Yitzhahara, is distraction. Now, it's not my own, it's not my own shot in the Yitzhahara, right? But the Yitzhahara is compared to a zvuv, which is a fly. What do flies do? Flies distract us. Flies make us not focused or, we're, or I'm focusing on something and then suddenly I get distracted by something. That's what the Yetzirah is. The Yetzirah wants us not to be focused on ourselves. The Yetzirah wants us to be focused on somebody else. Now it used to be that a person, it used to be that a person would be able to, let's say he has his neighbor, he has somebody else, you could tell them that they don't have to scream. I mean, they could learn, but they don't have to scream. You could open the door, I'll tell them. Guys, you go, guys. If you don't mind. Unless you can't contain, unless you're arguing so much on a shot and toises, then I agree. But otherwise, try it. If you don't mind. Thank you. Uh. Right, that's the, uh, I heard this many years from Bishem Rabbi Feiner, I don't know who told it to me. He says that that's why you make a shock call. Yeah, yeah, so tell us, Shua. What does he say? You're... Oh, it's in the other notebook. Oh, it's in the other notebook that Shua has on Mesil Sharm. Right? That uh, you, you have a coffee in the morning, and the coffee in the morning is always different. Sometimes it's a little hotter, sometimes it's a little colder. Sometimes it has a little bit more sugar, a little bit less sugar. Sometimes it has a little less milk, a little bit more milk, a bigger cup of this. So we don't know. But what do we say? We say, Shakol Nebedvaro, that everything, everything is meant to be. Everything is, is from Hashem. So I sort of had that in mind when I made the bracha this morning. But what's the pshat? That's why we learn Hilchus Lashonara. That's why we're going to learn Hilchus Lashonara right now. Why? Because Lashon Hara, besides the terrible things that it does for our soul, it destroys our body and our life. Mi chayim. Who wants life? If you want life, oev yamim liros tov, stay away from Lashon Hara. Why? Because my life is my life. It's my life. My life belongs to me. Like we said the other day that a Tesla, right, self-drive Tesla, which I was zocha to be in, the whole time when, when I was in America, self-drive. You don't even drive your life anymore. You're, you can't even say you're in the driver's seat. You have a computer 
right? It's also ironic. The computer is running your life. Other things run our life. That's Shabbat Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara means other people are running my life. I can't even choose to live the life that I want to live. I can't make that decision. I have to make the decision based on what other people are going to say. Oh, that's what I was saying. It used to be, right, it's my neighbor that's bothering me, right? What does it say? Leisachmoid, don't covet, don't be jealous of your friend, of your neighbor, of your next door neighbor. Now it's not your next door neighbor, now it's the guy in China. Now it's the, uh, it could be on social media, you see someone wearing something, someone doing something that is so uh, far from you, but it's right, but it's right next to you. What's the pshat? The pshat is that we are so exposed to everybody else, everything else, is that we don't have time to focus on ourselves, right? It's the old story of a guy walking, right? I've said this many times, of the guy walking with his child, and you're spending, quote-unquote, quality time with your child, but the guy's on the phone. The guy's sitting there, thank you very much. The guy is sitting there, and he is, or the woman is with their child, and the person's going ahead and, and, and uh, being distracted by, by, by their phone. So it's not so much their phone, it's just poor child is looking up and saying, Mommy, why are you going shopping or why are you TikToking, whatever, 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 however you would call that? Why are you social media while, while you're having quality time with, with me? So, so too with ourselves. It's the same exact thing. When we're sitting around talking about somebody else, when we're sitting around not focused on ourselves, not investing, and as I've said many times, there's one investment that you can never lose, right? You invest in property, real estate, the real estate can go down. You invest in a relationship with a friend, it could go down. Your friend could not be good for you, whatever it might be. You can invest in something else and it won't be good for you. If you invest in yourself, it's impossible to lose. Impossible to lose when you invest in yourself. When you invest in other people, it's dangerous. When your brain and your heart and you're distracted by other people, it's very, very dangerous because you don't know what you're going to get. But when you invest in yourself, that's something that you can never, ever, ever lose from. So with that in, so first of all, question, comments, and then we will, and then we will begin Hilchus Lashnar. We're going to use Learn Hilchus Lashnar in just three minutes a day by Rabbi Daniel Brody, Broad, Brody, Brody. B-R-A-U-D-E. So if anyone wants to follow it, and we will try to learn from some of the basic halachas of Lashon Hara. But before that, Yehuda Mattel, I'm sure, is going to ask us a question, or he's going to say a comment. So, or someone else, please. No pressure. You can wait. Yeah. Yeah. gets me a little bit... It's a little bit like emotional. Yeah. Sometimes it's like all I want to do is connect with my kid. Right. And, and that's hard. Right. It's hard sometimes I'll just naturally take out my phone and I'm even telling myself like I want to be here with my kid. Right. To just be in a state of connection with what he's talking about. Is right. Distraction. Right. It's, it's really hard sometimes. Right. Thank you. So I want to say I want to tell you something that's very important. Yehuda, how old are you, Yehuda? Twenty-nine. Just joking. How old are you? Twenty-six. He's a young guy. 
He's a little bit closer to your age than he is to my age. So I can tell you guys something. The nature of a person, especially nowadays with, with our ability to, to, um, to hide in your darkness, we'll call it, to hide under your covers, to, to disconnect from people, right? Somebody would rather, instead of having a deep, close relationship with someone, would rather just leave me alone, let me just curl up in my corner, and let me just zone out. Now that's very, very, very dangerous, as Yehuda is describing. Because I'm not talking about people who Rachmanas suffer from, from real depression. There are people who suffer from depression, and it's one of the saddest things to see. Right? I've had friends of mine who suffered from real depression where they'd rather be alone, sit in their room alone on their phone or whatever it is, not even on their phone, rather be just cuddled up than spending time with their wife and children. That's a real, real, real sickness that people have. It's not something to, to mock. It's a real thing when people suffer from real depression. But it's even more than that nowadays, as you think. If a person can't learn to invest in himself, and a per person can't learn to have a relationship with himself, to communicate with himself, he's not going to be able to communicate, he's not going to want to communicate with his wife. He's not going to want to communicate with his children. It's going to be much, much harder for him. It's going to be much, much harder. So the earlier a person learns to get out of that and to get out of the world of other people and to get out of your own head, we'll call it, just my own little world, and you're able to learn how to communicate, to talk, to share feelings, to, to, to have a close, someone close to you, which is already a, a separate conversation, that, that, is, that is vital for us nowadays. It's, it's so, so important. So, so important for a person to learn to get out of his own little head and your own little world uh, which we cocoon, that's what we do. We sort of make this, this comfort zone which is so uncomfortable, it's so, it's so ironic. It is comfortable to a, to a degree, but ultimately there's nothing, nothing uh, more painful than a person just sitting in his own uh, you know, misery, not wanting to connect to somebody, which is ironic, by the way. The irony is when you speak Lashon Hara, and you, that, that, that's the irony. When you speak Lashon Hara and everybody's negative and you're, and you're talking about other people and your whole life is focused on other people and you're not invested in yourself. When you're invested in yourself, you'll, you'll be invested in your wife. You'll be invested in your children. You'll be invested in the, in the people who are the closest to you. Shkoyach Yehuda, beautiful. I respect you being open like that. Yes, sure. Is running our lives nowadays, right? And for us, growing up in, in the new age of technology, right, right, great question. I feel that everything is running our life. Right, I'm trying to, to right, control it and it's so difficult. Beautiful. I want to know, just like this guy in the Tesla, what's the answer for him? Is right. it just be mindful? Yes. I mean, yes, I know the Tesla's driving me, but I, I am in control. I take over whenever I want. What is the answer? Just not to get a Tesla. At all. Right. Again, so the <laughs> Tesla, great question. So Shua. Just to be clear, there's nothing wrong with, with driving a Tesla. There's nothing wrong with sitting in a Tesla and have the Tesla drive you. I'm just saying that that's a metaphor to the world that we're living in, is that other things are controlling me. Even my car 
is good. Controlling me now. What's the Eitzah? The Eitzah is to realize: Wait, we live in a generation where where media is controlling us more. What other other people say is controlling us more. What it means is, is that I'm losing control of the destiny of my life. I'm the captain of my ship. I'm the driver of my destiny. And the more a person realizes that I can choose to live the life that I want to, people don't even realize that they even can make a decision to, to live a certain way. They don't even realize that they could choose. I could choose to stop looking at something if I want to stop looking at something. I could choose to wake up in the morning when I want to wake up in the morning. I could choose to be happy. Could you imagine telling someone you could choose to be happy? You say, what are you, a crazy? Yes, you could choose to be happy. That's a little bit more complex, but it's true. I could choose to, to whatever you're wearing, whatever you're wearing today, you chose to put on. It's not like your mommy put the clothes by your bed and she's telling you this is what you have to wear. Everything. You could choose the way you think. They say the altar from Kelm knew exactly every thought that he thought. He knew what that thought was. That means we could choose to think. So the answer is, Shua, yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging to live in a world where everyone's thinking for you. What do people think? What do my roommates think? What's cool? What does society think? That's why we have the tzaddikim. That's why we have the Torah. That's why we have Masil Shisharim. That's why we have to, 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 to crystallize how I'm supposed to think. Otherwise, what happens? You become, right, one of my favorite lines is you become a bobblehead. You become a bobblehead. You're just sitting in the car. You're just going like this. You're just that dog, right, who's just like, you know, as Menachem Goldberger says, right? Right? The dog that's chasing his tail. The dog that's chasing his tail. So Menachem Goldberger said, at least the dog is chasing its own tail. He's not chasing someone else's tail. So you have to ask yourself, your life, what, why are you living the life when you're getting up in the morning? What, what am I doing? What, what, what am I, how am I living my life? Is my relationship with my spouse the way I want it to be? Is my relationship with my children the way I want it to be? Is my relationship with my roommates the way I want it to be? Is my relationship with Hashem the way I want it to be? You want to say, I want to get back control of my life, to think about that. And society wants us to, to sit back and let someone do it for you. That's what happens when people, right, they look to get married. They want to have their wife take care of them and, and make decisions for them and choose for them especially if you had a mother who did all that for you. So if your mother was overly, overly uh, uh, controlling, so you're going to look for that because you don't know how to make decisions. People have trouble making decisions sometimes. It's hard. You want to make decisions. Decisions are good to make. Even if they're bad, I've said this many times, better that you make a decision and it's a wrong decision than to have someone make a decision that's right for you. Should I say that again? Dovi, you got that one? Better that you make the decision, even if it's wrong. Dovi doesn't make wrong decisions. But even if you do, Dovi, even if you'll make a wrong decision once in a while, you, you are human, Dovi, right? So you're going to once in a while make a wrong decision. But when you make the right decisions, the most important thing is to make decisions. When you learn to make decisions, then you learn to be a mature person. Sometimes people are afraid to make decisions. They want someone else to make decisions. Uh, Rebbe... Should I go ahead and, what are you, what are you, what are you in third grade? Uh, should I go to town tonight? What, what, what are you, in seventh grade? I don't know. Do you want to go to town? Go to town. What do you want from me? 
What do you want from me? You want to go to town? Then go to town. Make a decision that you're going to town. I don't want to go to town because I want to stop going to town. So stop going to town. Why are you, why are you, why are you, own up. Own up to your decisions. Even if it's a, even, I remember when there was someone in yeshiva, he came from a, from a, a very chash of a yeshiva, and, and uh, he, was, he was going, you know, he was coming here to get more in touch with himself. And I remember him saying to me, I'm like, you could do whatever it is that you decide to do. He's like, well, Rebbe, let's say I want to go to Tel Aviv now. Can I go? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Go. You, should I lend you money to take a cab there? Like, what's the problem? Does that, if that's what you want to do, then go ahead and make the decision and go decide to do it. So people get nervous. That means, uh-oh. That means if I make my own decisions, that means, uh-oh. Okay, so, so own it. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Yes, Rafilo. I knew that would get you excited, Rafilo. Uh-oh. That means I might. No, no, go. Okay. I remember after being in the army for a few years, I think he told me. Oh, Rafilo was in the army, the Israeli army. Right? And when it's, it's, fake news, it's fake news that if you go to the army, it's going to mess you up. Look at Ravillo. Uh, he's a riot. didn't mess him up. Maybe it messes some people up. Some people stay go, they go here, it messes them up. So it's a riot that, that, that the army doesn't mess you up. Go. Okay. We'll save that for your mod's mode. Basically, yeah. after... After three years of being told where to be, right. when to be, and right. exactly what time, exactly. what to do. Right. So I remember it took me like almost a full year to remember that I could actually do what I want to do. Beautiful. To Beautiful. Be where I be. Beautiful. I, I Beautiful. Literally like, it took me a whole year to, to get out of that mindset. Beautiful. So I think that many of us grow up. Beautiful. I think it's natural that up until a certain age, 15, 16, 17, 18, you're Beautiful. told where to be, Beautiful. where to go, what to do. And it takes time to get out of that mindset that I could actually control my life and do what I want to do. Okay, that's great. That's so a beautiful... The question is, does Rebbe have a method to actually get out of right. that mindset? So great. So that's a great... This is already... The, the, the time constraint is going to be tough on this one. Rebbe, see, you're going to have to say something, Rebbe, see, for the first morning back. See, we, but we got... The clock is ticking over here, right? Mm-hmm. But Rebbe Hillel... So Rafilo, just to, just to um, address what Rafilo is saying is very, very, uh, for real, it's a, it's a lo- much longer conversation. And, uh, you know, you're talking about an extreme. The army is, is an extreme. Um, if parents discipline children to an extreme where they're making every decision for them is also not healthy, right? It's not healthy. To not make any decisions for your children is also not healthy. Right? If you're going to be a parent where you're going to be like, well, I was told what to do with everything, so I'm not going to tell my kids to do anything is terrible, where you have no boundaries. Yeah? I'm not talking about extremes. I'm just talking about the fact that like, whether you like it or not, you have to go to pay Right, no, right. so good. But I'm, right, 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 right. One second, one second. So I'm talking extremes on purpose because you're saying whether you like it or not and you're referencing the army. So I just want to get... No, 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 good. No, no, but, but I think it's important because I think that people have to know that, that there are extremes in developing other people and your children in discipline. If you're overly, if, I, if a person grows up na- making zero decisions and my mommy and my daddy made every decision for me, that's very, very, very not healthy. If a person grew up and he had to make all the decisions for himself, that's also very unhealthy. 
the more healthy a person is, is that some decisions, right? That's why we have, a re again, when I was making the joke of saying, go to your Rebbe, should I go to town, should I not go to town? Now, okay, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's such a, I don't think that's such a deep decision. If a person wants to make a decision of a life decision, should I marry this girl, should I not marry this girl? Do I go to this yeshiva, do I not go to this yeshiva? Do I start my career? Do I not start my career? The, those are things that there's, it's beautiful to have other people more involved. And in general, I, I just want to say something also. You, at the end of the day, have to make the decision. You could ask somebody advice, but at the end of the day, you own your decision. right? Someone, even in the army, even in the army, army might be a little bit extreme because they'll throw you in jail if you don't listen to them but you decided to go to the army. That was a decision. The Sfasema says that there are certain decisions that we make that are decisions to not make other decisions, meaning he calls it livchar shaloi livchar. You make a decision to get married to this type of girl, so you're locking yourself into certain decisions. A person goes to the army, he's locking himself into there. You come to this shear, right? you're making a decision to change your life. You don't have to change your life. You just have to show up here every day and guaranteed your life will change. I guarantee anybody who comes, obviously you can't put on your earbuds and uh, ignore the shear. But anyone who listens to the shear and comes to the shear for, for two weeks, right? Moshe Shulman just walked in. Moshe Shulman just walked in. So, so I'm not... I'm not saying this is why Moshe Shulman is the way Moshe Shulman is, but there's no question about it that I remember for how many years? Was it two years, three years? What? At least two years. He would sit there with his computer. He wasn't playing uh, Angry Birds on his computer. He was taking notes of this shear, and he was very focused on working on himself. You can go now, Moshe. Right, that, that's the way it works in life. In life, in life, we make decisions. Even if you think you're not making the decision, you are making that decision. You're making the decision to ask your Rebbe, should I go to town, should I not go to town? You're, you're asking him that. You're making a decision to, 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 to put yourself in situations. So, so I don't know if I answered your question, but... Um, but the point is, the point is, is that it's all about owning, it's all about owning up to our life. You know, when you're seven years old, when you're 10 years old, you can't control a lot of things. You have to listen to mom and dad. You can't just go ahead and, and, uh, and decide to do something. You're right. That's why people rebel a lot of times. They rebel because, because they, they're sick and tired of, of uh, being conform to something that they never wanted to do. They want to choose. I want to choose. But by the time you get to this yeshiva and you're 18 years old, 17, 18, 19 years old, the most powerful thing to realize is that you are here because you decided to be here. Anyone who's in this shir right now is because they made a decision probably last night. They probably didn't make the decision this morning because it's too late to make the decision in the morning, but they made the decision probably last night that I want to come to this year this morning. I want to be here this morning. These are decisions that we make. Everything that you do is based on a decision that you've made, and it's hard sometimes for us to hear that, but that's the truth. You make a decision to, to live 
a certain way. You make a decision. Now, again, when you're 15 years old, 10 years old, you could speak to Dr. Yehuda Mattel about this, right? He might be able to tell you exactly when your, when your decision-making is, you know, finished and when it's not finished. But really, 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 a person, when you're 17, 18 years old, you better realize that you ha are making the decisions to live the life that you are living. It's sometimes hard for us to hear that. And we might want to blame our parents. The reason I'm angry is because of my parents, because of my father, because of my mother, and my rebellion. My, good, that could be. That could be. But you're deciding to continue that chain. Yes, your father was an angry guy, and that's why you're an angry guy. Yes, your mother was an angry woman, so that's why you're an angry woman. But, man, but you, but you're right, got to be careful. Right? But, but, but the shot is, is that, is that the truth is, is that right now, Right now, I'm making a decision to, to, to live a certain way. And if you have trouble making that decision, then you've got to speak to people. And you have to get, get Aitza. You have to get Aitza from other people to say, how could I change my life? How could I change my life? Because I'm having difficulty. I'm having difficulty getting out of that rut. I'm having difficulty getting out of that rut. Okay, wow. Rabbi Berg, I saw, had a, had a comment. We have about two minutes. I'm trying to, at least the first day, I've got to be on time over here. It sounds more like the Rosh Hashiva is saying right now, I'm trying to ask, yeah. is the Rosh Hashiva kind of saying that guys, sometimes you guys have issues with committing, commitment issues. Right. So with a commitment issue, could we rephrase that and say that's making big decisions? With a commitment, is that like a long-term decision? Right, good. That's a great question. So I, we'll try and push it off for tomorrow. So first of all, guys, I don't know what guys means. I have trouble with that also. So I don't know what guys, girls, what age, no matter what age you are, you're going to have trouble making decisions. It's not about a guy being 18 years old or a guy in this yeshiva, right? I have trouble making decisions also. I have trouble with big decisions. I have trouble with consistency sometimes in things, right? The way you are able to continue to make decisions and the right decisions is reminding yourself what you want in life. If you are constantly reminding yourself, what do, what do I want in life? What happens is we forget, we get inspired, we hear a shear, and we say, I want to go to Rabbi Berg's shear because I want to learn how to learn, and I want to become a Talmud Chacham like Rabbi Berg, and I want to be Gishmak, and I want to be on fire, even though on fire, and I want to be, you know, that he could shoot three-pointers, and Rabbi Berg comes from Boston, the Celtics, and all that craziness, and the way he grew up, and he became a, a big tzaddik, so you want to maybe become like that. Okay, I got 15 seconds, I got to wrap up. See, Rabbi Berg, you already got me focused on you over here. But what's the shot? No, but the shot is, the shot is, the shot is, is that the reason Rabbi Berg, what, I don't know what age you, how old you were, but there came a time in your life where you made a decision that you want to live a certain life. And you kept on that decision. How did you keep on that decision? Not because you're a consistent guy, maybe, because you reminded yourself, this is what I really want. This is really what I want. I speak about that all the time. I don't know when it happened. Okay, 10, 10, I have till 10, 11, right? I just want to say, I remember there was a time in my life when I was a young kid. I don't know why, I don't know where. I could speak to Sim Harab, I'll speak to a therapist, IFS, go back into time, into my inner childhood. I remember I made a decision that I want to have an amazing marriage. Now, that decision was cute to make when I was eight years old or 11 years old, but that decision kept consistent till this day that I want to have an amazing marriage. 
Now that could happen. A guy could say, I want to become a Talmud Chacham. I want to become a Talmud Chacham. I'm going to make sure, right? Rabbi Tzvi, I'm sure at one point in life, I'm going to be a big, macho CEO millionaire, right? He's been saying that since he's eight years old, I'm sure. That mission, that mission, doesn't, that mission doesn't change. Missions don't change when you really get into, okay, now I got to finish off. Everyone, we should all be zoicha. I'm trying to be, be uh, committed to the time. Hashem should help us. Just remember one thing. One thing. Your past, you can't fix your past. The only way you could fix your past is by living a great today. You cannot control your future. The only way you can control your future is by living a great today. So however the cards play out, today is the day that you got to live the way you want to live it, if you want to change your past and live your future, have an amazing first day of the rest of your life.